stop right there. I'm in. You are? Just like that? Yeah. I, I need friends. the Suicide Squadcast. This is the DC Universe podcast where we discuss the DC Extended Universe movies and TV shows. Yeah, we're all big fans of what DC Comics is doing on the big and small screens, and we want to make sure we talk all about it. So thanks for joining us today. Let's get started. My name is Brent. And I'm Scott. And I'm Tim. Yes, I'm here. <laughs> you thought you lost me for a moment there. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Darn it. I thought, I, who invited him, Brent? I mean, honestly. <laughs> Brent, man, it's great to have you back. So what have you been doing? Like, You haven't been here like in about 12, 13 weeks what's been going on yeah you know i've uh, just been been doing the podcast dc tv squadcast with uh, ray and been i mean we've just been having a lot of fun with that and it's it's really made watching the you know the dccw shows even more entertaining for me if that could be possible because i'm i don't know maybe we're trying to watch them with a different eye something like that but we've just been doing that we've been on a little bit of break while the shows themselves were on a break and you sent me that message earlier today and i i'm not exaggerating when i i literally told my wife like an hour before that i was gonna maybe see if i could just barge in on you guys tonight because I've been getting the itch. Yeah. <laughs> need, need your fix, huh, Brent? Need your podcasting fix? Uh, you know, I, 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 I do. I need I need a little bit of a hit of the good stuff. Were you getting the shakes? Were you getting the shakes without us? <laughs> it, I mean, really, it, I've still been listening to, uh, I mean, tons of podcasts because it's one of my major forms of entertainment, but I have been missing the production side of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, you guys have just been doing fantastic. You and Ray, um, your show has been great. Uh, I've really enjoyed listening to it because I've actually been caught up this year. Um, so you guys Very can't- proud of you for that you guys can't make fun of me about that anymore but so i'm i'm caught up <laughs> i'm sure there'll be at some point where we can make fun of you about it all over again oh I guarantee it. guaranteed <laughs> guaranteed <laughs> to happen but anyway yeah i mean it's been fun listening to the show and kind of like in real time and all that and uh like i said you guys have been doing great your numbers have been fantastic so congratulations with that and uh thank you a big a big addition to the network it couldn't be happier oh yeah it, it's been great and at the same time i mean listening to chris and jordan on dc comics has been awesome because i i don't read everything they cover but this is allowing me to hear their thoughts about what i do read and then at the same time kind of keep up with some of the other stuff yeah you know uh so now that we've uh you know i've, I've trying to to give uh your show and then you know dc comic squad cast with chris and jordan i'm trying to give everyone a chance to kind of breathe and kind of get their rhythm going and you know just kind of figure out how to do this whole podcasting thing you know for each of the other shows and all that and i think we're kind of at that stage now where we can i think we could do some host swapping i, I think that would be a lot of fun yeah <laughs> I, I don't know how i feel about that morally <laughs> I mean, I, it just, I, I think it goes against my beliefs. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm very faithful to my partner. That's all I have to say. <laughs> well, I appreciate. Yeah, you've, ne- you've never gone on other shows. <laughs> Shut up, Brett. That is true. That is true. <laughs> you know, I mean, because you know, we have three producers in, in this network: myself and Brent and Chris. And so, you know, we're kind of like, um, I don't know, how, how, how would you describe that, Brent? We're kind of the man of the house. Is that how you describe it? <laughs> <laughs> I am. Oh, I am. Hmm. Not- <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Choose your words uh, carefully, Brent. That's all I have to say. All, all uh, I can Tim's say is already I, in hot water with me. I, I would not be able to do it without Ray. That is all I will say. Yeah, and vice versa. I wouldn't. I mean, this show doesn't seem to work too well without Scott. Is that enough, Scott? Have, have I recovered? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. You, you don't have to sleep on the couch tonight. It's getting real personal. Yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> but anyway, let's get back to something serious here now. Uh, about that though, I, I think we do need to. Uh, I think we do do need to start mixing up the shows a little bit. So uh, we'll try to work something out here before One Woman comes out. We'll have some kind of crossover of some sort. But so anyway, so Brett, uh, I mean, what do you think of some of this news out right now? Well, the the thing I have been thinking the most about, which I had to remind you guys about, I'm not afraid to say that, is Jeff Johns recently said there's a new DC TV announcement coming our way. Yeah, and how about that? I'm I'm. I mean, there's been rumors of projects and things like that. And, you know, allegedly something's happening with Booster Gold and with Greg Berlanti. And maybe it's related to that. Maybe it's not. We're still kind of waiting to see what's going to happen with the Ray because they were supposed to be doing an animated. I think they were calling it Freedom Fighters the Ray, if I remember right, uh, similar to what they did with Vixen. And I'm like, uh, is it going to be something to that? I've heard actually a couple of rumors of a Vixen live action show. I have no idea what the actress of Mari is doing. Obviously, the actress of the current Vixen is still on Legends. I can't figure out what show it would be like all everything i hear is just like off in the distance so i i don't know the ray is the only thing i feel like we know is coming well i think the ray is just going to be online and uh so i i don't know if that would be considered like a tv show uh my bets are on this being a black lightning show you have the one that fox had picked up yeah or was at least doing a pilot they were doing a pilot with it Uh, did they i mean they never necessarily did a pilot yet right i thought they got a pilot order did they they get the order okay yeah so they got so they did have a pilot order but i mean that's that's all we ever really heard on that because all we had really heard of this is there was something in development maybe we should run through this because he talks about the 10 shows let's let's run through what we got so we have arrow we have flash Legends of Tomorrow, Supergirl. We have Gotham, so that's five right there. We have Preacher, Lucifer. Powerless. Powerless. Number eight. I don't, was that even on his list, though? It wasn't on his list. He, he just said, he, he mentioned Flash, Arrow, Gotham, Legends, Lucifer, Supergirl, and many more. And yeah. then one which will be announced soon, was what the tweet said. And the reason I said ten, because this goes back to Jeff Bukas, who had talked about there being ten shows uh, this upcoming year through Warner Brothers Television. And we're still waiting to hear about Krypton on Sci-Fi. So Krypton, we do know that they filmed or they were filming some kind of pilot i think there was actually some filming going on with that yeah because there were casting announcements right yep so it could either be krypton or black lightning is my guess i almost feel like krypton doesn't count because krypton has already been announced like that wouldn't be that i don't know if that would be an announcement or not to be honest well and it'd be an announcement if they decide to pick it up that's true if, did we oh we missed i zombie which is number nine yep yep well ba- let me let me back this off a little bit does preacher count you know if i zombie counts preacher counts because they're both vertigo properties and lucifer a vertigo property technically so so yes it counts well no i i'm not entirely sure it does i think preacher might actually not be a warner brothers television show i know we count it because it you know it originated as a dc property uh but it is creator owned so anyway that's a that's an interesting that is an interesting uh idea you bring up Mm-hmm. Yeah, even a you know a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyway, well, yeah, I mean, so Brent, you're right. I mean, so we uh, so it's teased by Jeff Johns uh, at the at the turn of the year that we were going to get a new show announced here soon. So I don't know. I'm going to put my bets on Black Lightning. So. Yeah, I think you're probably right. Which, gosh, that hurts to say. <laughs> It gets better, Brent. It gets better. But but that is that is the news that I have been the most focused on. Obviously, you know, I I mean, we've got the movie stuff coming down the pipe, and I have been enjoying everything they've been putting out about Wonder Woman. Yeah, that's been a lot of fun. Well, I mean, we got lots of bits of like little pieces of news here and there. Let's just kind of randomly hit some of the stuff that's kind of happened this past week. Uh, this actually came from Clay Anus, who's you know been pretty active about posting new things over on his Vero account. And this is a great little image of Harley Quinn, which isn't a, which is not a new image. I remember seeing this somewhere. We saw it a variation of this, I believe. But I think this is 
I think this is a new, like, you know, shot probably from the same, you know, photo shoot. Say, okay, because I totally thought this was something we'd already seen before. So okay. I saw it, and it's just the fact that, you know, Clay Enos was probably releasing some sort of nice HD quality on Vero. Once again, if you want this stuff, you've got to be on Vero at this point to, yeah. to get these new images. Yeah, I really need to look at that. I just wish there was a way to set up notifications so that I know when he posts something. Yeah, I mean, notifications, and I wish I could share it. That's, like, another complaint I have with Vero at this point. I mean, I know Vero's, like, very early on in developing here but you know it's like uh, you know i want to be able to share some of the stuff that's being posted there to, to you know send people over that way but you can't do it like there's no you there's no like hyperlink to send to clay Anus's vero post yeah i uh, was just trying to look <laughs> to see if i could find something about sharing it from a uh, a web service that i know and it i mean it's not even showing up in uh this web service if this then that which is all about connecting different services because then if, if if they were there you could use them to notify yourself but yeah i'm gonna have to download that app and check it out it's actually really user-friendly i'll be honest with you it doesn't it doesn't take much to get started yeah and it's got a nice little feature where uh when you post something you can kind of select the level of like who would see it so i'm sure all the good stuff between uh, clay and zach they probably just <laughs> they post things that only those two guys see which is unfortunate because he should open it up to me as well <laughs> just, just you tim just just you just me yeah I, and i okay. won't share it with you guys I'm, I'm i'm good for that zach brent why do we put up with this guy i mean honestly <laughs> uh, i pay you well <laughs> i pay you guys well you, you, you just got to respect your elders yes <laughs> <laughs> thank you i can't be the only one making old man jokes i appreciate that so what else we got scott well we got a new well it's weird it, it, you know people will say it's a new international trailer of wonder woman except for it's just a shortened version of trailer number two and it's in russian mm. so it's kind of funny watching it going okay i think i remember where those lines were only because i remember <laughs> hearing this in english and it's only like a minute and a half anyway so i mean if you watch it don't expect to catch any kind of snippets of extra footage because mm-hmm. it's all stuff we've already seen yeah it's still pretty though still pretty yeah it still looks great it is it is kind of uh striking to hear it in a foreign language like that though which i guess we should start kind of brushing up on that anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <laughs> Uh, what about uh, we got this other rumor is kind of going around about there possibly being a scene uh, in Arkham Asylum over in Justice League. And this actually came from um, I mean, I first saw this on Reddit and I saw some of the other uh, news sites pick it up. But someone had found on the IMDb page for Justice League that uh, a couple of the smaller actors in the film were starting to post what their role titles were going to be in the film. And uh, so one of them was Arkham Guard. Another one was Arkham Guard number two. And I think there was another one that was like Luther's Guard. And so um the thing about this is, you know, sometimes the stuff is, you know, you can you could put some stock in it, but the, you know, IMDb is is there's there's no really like firm control over what gets entered in that system because you've got you know the agents of these different actors they can go in and put stuff in you know they've got accounts where they can they can add things and you know some actors do as well and all that so yeah, I don't know that you can always 100% believe stuff that's when it's put in there like this but I mean I think it's for the most part fairly decently reliable and the fact that you're getting multiple people put things in here about guards uh, involving Luther and all that, I, I think it does imply that we probably will see something in Arkham Asylum. Well, it, it would only be logical because Luther's supposed to be sent to Arkham Asylum, according to the end of BVS, and we know that Jesse Eisenberg is confirmed to be in Justice League. Right. So 
it's kind of like, well, of course they're going to have a scene in Arkham Asylum. That yeah. doesn't surprise me whatsoever. And then we had that one storyboard that Zach put out, and uh, a lot of people speculated it was uh, showing a bald man in there, you know, presumably Jesse Eisenberg's, you know, Lex Luthor. And it was, in uh, I guess in that scene, he's actually meeting with Deathstroke. So I guess it all kind of makes sense. And, you know, it would be a nice transition to have some kind of scene there that would, you know, of course lead into Ben Affleck's solo movie. My philosophy with IMDb is if the movie's already out, it's usually pretty solid. If the movie's to come out, you know, take it with a grain of salt. But more often than not, at least from what I've seen, it's panned out to be true. Yeah. Yeah. I think everything on Batman v Superman, when we were, you know, kind of trolling, uh, you know, the IMDb page for that, uh, I think all of the roles that I saw where the actors had posted or their agents had posted what roles they're going to be playing, they seem to be, they seem to pan out to be correct. So I think this is, this is probably legit. In fact, I mean, this is, this rumor has been out there for a long time. So we've never had it necessarily, I, I would say, quote unquote, confirmed by any sources here. But uh, at least, you know, you're starting to see some evidence that, you know, it looks like it is stacking up this way. It's it's credible is the thing. It, it makes sense. Like you were talking about, like multiple different things all kind of point to it. Yep. Well, and then on um, Instagram, uh, now the Sharice Griffith, do we actually know like what she did on the film crew for Justice League or just that she was a member of the film crew? Just a member of the film crew. I, I didn't bother to go in and look. I just, you know, usually when these things have come out with uh, Henry Cavill and we'll kind of talk about how he's kind of building a uh, kind of tradition of doing this. Uh, when these things usually come out, it's random different people that have posted these things from the film crew. Okay. Well, on Sharice Griffith's Instagram, she posted a note that Henry Cavill apparently sent to every member of the cast and crew, along with a little um, Justice League Shield logo trinket. It kind of reminds me of a Christmas ornament, mm-hmm. if it only had, like, string on it. Uh, but uh, the the note reads, It has been quite the battle shooting this movie, but I could, I could imagine no better people to have struggled alongside. Thank you all so much for your hard work, tenacity, and great humor. See you next time. It has been an absolute pleasure, Henry Cavill. Yeah. And what I didn't realize is that th- that sending a, a little note and a sort of a, a coin or a memento to the cast and crew is actually something that Henry Cavill has done in every movie he's been in since Man of Steel. Yeah, it actually started with Man of Steel. Right. And I don't know. I mean, he's just such a stand-up guy. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was. We were talking before we started recording that you know I want to defend this guy only because I do enjoy his portrayal of Superman, but he's just a good guy, and so I hate it when people crap on him because it's like you're nice mm-hmm. and you do a good job, and why do people give you such crap? Yeah, I just don't. I just don't care for it personally. So I'm with you, Henry. Yeah, we're with you. I mean, the, the great thing about it too is he he's basically acknowledging and giving credit to the people that usually don't get any kind of credit until you see like the credits themselves in a film. I mean, this is the crew that's busting their butt more than anything. And uh, so it, the fact that he goes and does this, and there must be like, there must be a thousand people or so that he sends this to. I mean, it's, it's got to be an enormous number. Uh, but yeah, yeah. He, he's like with uh, just kind of reviewing, like with Batman v Superman, he sent out these, it was actually a coin, is like a double-sided coin where it had uh, the Batman logo on one side and they had like the, the range of the dates, which was May 19th to December 4th when they had actually done all the filming. And then if you flip the coin over, it has the Superman logo. And so he sent all those out and that had actually got posted uh, from somebody on the crew. In Man of Steel, he that was where he did the same thing. And his note there from Man of Steel, he says, thank you so much for all of your hard work over such a long shoot. During shooting, I discovered that the U.S. military have a series of coins that commemorate each department and individual force within the military. So I thought, considering the epic journey we all went through on such an iconic project, it's only fair that we have our own coin too. This is just a little souvenir to keep and remember the satisfyingly hard work and the good times from start to finish, signed Henry Cavill. And in this 
one, he gave this, it's kind of like a gold ringed coin. And then on the inside, it's got uh, the Superman emblem in that. And then he also did it for Man from Uncle with a note that actually had like the old, old school Man from Uncle logo yeah. across, as a watermark on the note. And then the coin itself was the Man from Uncle logo. Yeah. Like, it, like classic looking from the old TV show. Yeah. So I don't know. It's just, that's just, it, it's thoughtful. It's respectful. It I, it's ju- It's just, once again, as I said before, it just shows what a good stand-up guy he is. And I'm and I'm glad he's getting work. Mm-hmm. What can I say? Yeah, yeah, definitely. You, you know, you don't hear a lot about the lead actors acknowledging the cast and crew and all the behind-the-scenes people. And, I mean, it's definitely, I mean, it's it's awesome that he does it. And he's, he's shown more than once that he's a good guy. Yeah. And so I, I'm not at all surprised to see that he is the one who's doing it. Yeah, and Henry, if you know, if you happen to be listening, uh, you know, there's a few pretty awesome podcasters that love you as well. So, you know, just, just saying, <laughs> if you if you have a few extra coins, you know, you want to send our way, you know, we would be more than happy to praise you <laughs> like we just have. <laughs> at maybe like Indiana, Alabama, Missouri. You know, just send them that That's way. Right. We're good. Yeah. Thanks. You can just contact us at suicidesquadcast at gmail.com and, you know, we'll, we'll get you. <laughs> Eventually you'll read the email. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man, uh, Brent, really? You too. Uh, uh, where, oh. Where's the hang-up button? <laughs> <laughs> well played, Brent, well played. Okay, so it looks like we have a potential start date for filming from Aquaman. Uh, My Entertainment World uh, is reporting this. They state that it's starting in May. Uh, May, so just a few months from now, which, i got to be honest, has me wondering how long is it going to be till we actually get even just a little hint of a teaser footage. Oh, we're going to definitely get something soon. I mean, let's let's think about the cadence here. So we've got a bunch of things that are going to be leading up to Wonder Woman here in June 2nd. So uh, we're going to get lots of little things peppered in there. We're going to get some Justice League stuff. We're going to get some final confirmation about uh, the Ben Affleck solo Batman film. And then, of course, uh, Aquaman here. So, you know, they've got plenty of stuff where they could just kind of keep the enthusiasm going with the fans where they could just start, you know, occasionally just dropping something out there. And, you know, James Wan Wan is going to want to do something on that. Yeah, I'm hoping there'll be something at San Diego, but I don't know if that would be enough time. Yeah, that would be tight. That would be real tight. I mean, they might be able to have some, like, behind the scenes, um, you know, prep work or something. Yeah, yeah. That'd be really cool. Yeah. Ooh, you just, why'd you do that to me, Brent? Now, (laughs) Now you get my hopes up and stuff. I mean, well, really. Well, what do you guys think we're going to get at San Diego? We'll probably get some Justice League stuff, definitely. Yeah, I, probably something extensive with Justice League. Pro- well, I, you know, that makes me think. You, you'd have to get some Aquaman stuff unless unless Batman has started filming by that point. Justice League is next after Wonder Woman, right? Yes. Yeah, it's in November. Yep. Oh, okay, so that means we're probably getting a longer trailer, more fulfilled trailer, let's say, for Wonder Woman then. Well, I think we're going to get that before Comic-Con. Well, yeah, that's what I mean, because Wonder Woman's before, and so I, I I mean, I think they would want to attach that to Wonder Woman. I would think so, yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know. I, you know, this is an interesting one because uh, timing-wise, they don't really have anything that's so queued up as well as they've had like the last two years for that. Uh, but, I mean, they could really surprise us and give us something with Aquaman. I mean, there might be, you know, they have to be doing some screen tests and those kinds of things. And, you know, I, I bet you would be one of those deals where um, they have just enough time to film something and then shoot it over to the convention and, you know, maybe do a surprise visit. Is Aquaman the next one after... Justice League? It is. It is. And it's got to be that. But think back to uh, when, like, the first BVS footage where it was really just, you know, like that one shot of Superman descending upon Batman. Mm-hmm. But right. it was nothing much more. I mean, we could probably get something like that, like, you know, 10 seconds or so. Oh, I, I for sure, for sure. I mean, that and that thing just resonated around the world when <laughs> when that thing dropped. And, I mean, I'm not saying Aquaman's going to have the same kind of impact, but, I mean, you could certainly do something really cool. And, you know, and I've been a firm believer, you know, despite all this, like, uh, people, you know, getting pretty freaked out about 
about some of the the vague comments coming from Ben Affleck about the solo Batman film and all that. I mean, you know, I've said it all along. I mean, this is not, you know, he doesn't want to be talking about Batman right now. He wants to be talking about Live by Night. And so don't take all these little comments where he's trying to brush things off as, as like, you know, to get you worried about this thing. I expect, you know, once we get a little bit beyond that film, there's going to be some kind of announcement. And, you know, maybe the reason they're being so vague about all this stuff is they really want to make a big splash. And, and they could very, certainly very well do that by Comic-Con. Well, the thing is, is that uh, I love the memes of like the people who are like Ben Affleck and DCEU supporters mm-hmm. who do the pictures like Ben Affleck's face when he wants to promote Live by Night, but he keeps on being asked <laughs> about the Batman. That was a great and one. And there's some yeah. great ones out there. But moving on to that story, it's just like, guys, give the man a break. Mm-hmm. He just directed and co-wrote and starred in a movie, and he's trying to promote that. You know, he's trying to, and, and a lot of these stories, I mean, I'm sorry, this Guardian story, that profile that really got everyone's panties in a wad like a week ago. Oh my God, breathe, give it a break. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tim, you even wrote it in the show notes. I even said it on Twitter because I was like, because we had some listeners who were freaking out. You have no idea when that article was actually written. Right. You have no idea when that quote was actually taken. Yeah. You have, by no, the idea. Ext- you have no idea. And by the extensiveness of that profile, I'm sure that interview was done a while ago. Yeah, it was released like on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day right. or something like that. But, oh, it was written long before then. And this was a feature article. And uh, so a feature is the kind of thing where, you know, they have kind of something kind of sitting in a can and they throw it out there when it's kind of the right time. And uh, everything in that article just kind of felt like it was written a while ago. I mean, when I say a while, I'm not saying like, you know, months and months ago. I mean, I, I think this thing's, my guess is this thing's probably been in the can for about a month or so. So Ray and I were talking about this on Twitter. One, I think that the quote, okay, obviously it doesn't sound good, but we have to be missing context. And your guys' point about the article could have been written one, two, three months before. You know, you don't know when the article is written. Embargoes, things like that are extremely common. Mm-hmm. So that could provide that missing context. But I, I got to say one thing. Scott, you mentioned to, to give the man a break, right? He He's trying to promote this movie. Here's the thing. If, if you are an entertainment reporter and you have an interview with Ben Affleck, you are not doing your job if you don't ask him about Batman. Unless ahead of time, they have said Batman is off limits. There is not a single reporter in the business that would not bring that up because, you know, yes, he may be putting his heart and soul into Live by Night, but but that is nothing compared to what Batman is. And so I get why he keeps getting asked the question. And it, I'm not saying I, you know, I, I don't necessarily disagree from he is trying to promote this other job that is got his focus right now. But I, I, I'm sorry, Batman's a bigger story. No, and I come, I know, it, Brent, there's a difference between me rationalizing it and me emotionally responding to it. It's it's True. like, oh no, I completely get why someone's doing that. They did it all through the accountant. They're doing it mm-hmm. now all by Live By Night. And with the accountant, it made even more sense because J.K. Simmons was even in that movie. So it's like, I, I, I get it. But it just means that there is more likely for Ben Affleck to say comments that are more like him just going, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we'll get back to what I'm trying to promote right now. But then everyone just losing their minds when one sentence gets pulled out and pasted on the internet and then entire news stories get written about it. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, if you think about it, the standard comic book sites are not going to do anything about Live by Night other than having it be in a blurb of most recently directed this or whatever. Mm -hmm. But when a, when a article about it comes out with this one line that they can take and they're going to get, you know, a clickbait headline out of it, 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 which is what it is. It's a clickbait headline.
deadline. Mm-hmm. But it, I don't I don't know. I mean, I guess I get it. It's like part of me says he needs to just he needs to just say something about it more than he has because he's been extremely vague. But on the other side, people are never going to be satisfied. Yeah. And so, I mean, if you tell him one thing, they're going to want to. He, he's in a catch 22 right now, and it's just a terrible position he's in. I will say this. Now, if Ben had come out and tried to give a little bit of information, just kind of fed a little bit more, you know, saying, yeah, this is kind of happening. Things are in the works. That's just going to drive the questions even more. Uh, if he had gone to the extreme of that, the opposite end, and said, you know, I am refusing, flat out refusing to even talk about anything, then, you know, he may shut this thing down a little better than he's been able to. He's trying to be just a little bit more to, I guess, to the right of that, where he's, you know, he's trying to shut it down, but he's just saying, hey, you know, we're working on this stuff, but if it's not good, you know, you know, I don't want to do it. He's just making kind of like a general statement that any kind of filmmaker would make. And the problem is that's feeding just a little bit, you know, just a little bit to where it's it's not completely shutting down people to try to have them leave him alone so he could just, you know, focus in on what he's trying to focus on, which is his current film. So I don't know. I mean, I don't know how much better he could do this to try to get people to just 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 calm down and just, you know, pull back a little bit and just wait. I, I don't know. I don't I don't know that he could do much more than he's already doing. No, because even if he even if he did like what Brent suggested, which is, you know, just make Batman questions completely off the table, mm-hmm. you know where everyone's going to jump to? Well, why don't you want to talk about it? Mm-hmm. You know, what is there something to hide? Is there a reason we can't ask questions about it? Yeah. I mean, people are going to twist anything and everything into any direction to create that clickbait headline. Yeah. Well, let's do this, guys. Let's move on a little bit and give you another one of these little things that kind of gives us uh, another little hint that things are moving here when it comes to the solo Batman film. And this came from two separate, I believe, sources. It at least came from two separate news sites that had their individual sources that I'm assuming are not the same. came from uh, Chris Begley at BatmanNews.com and then uh, Bill Ramey over at Batman on Film. Both of those guys have sources that are indicating that things are starting to happen, that it looks like the filming for the solo Batman film is going to principally happen over in LA. And so they, if something is about ready to start filming, things are happening. You know, you, this, this just doesn't happen overnight. So like things are starting to get ready. You know, you've got some of the advanced work being done for, you know, scouting locations. You've got, uh, you know, maybe some of the uh, the people that are designing sets and that kind of thing. You know, some of that early work has got to be happening right now. So you can't hide the fact that things are happening. And, and so some of this stuff is just starting to uh, make its way, you know, out there right now. I would not be surprised if Ben would want to keep the film in L.A. because I'm sure he wants to. I'm sure after spending all that time in London and Michigan and all the other places he's been, I'm sure if he's in control of the movie, I'm sure he wants to stay close to his family. Right. Yeah. And I believe that 100 percent, too. You know, he's been mentioning his kids a lot in in his recent interviews. Yes. And from what I understand, even though he and Jennifer Gardner are separated, they apparently have come to some amiable terms mm-hmm. and it seems to be working for them right now. Mm-hmm. And so I'm sure that he being able to stay in in town will help that situation. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this is a, uh, th- th- you know, this point you just made, Scott, I was going to make that as well and you beat me to it. But I mean, I think that's exactly right. <laughs> I think it's exactly right. I mean, this is, you know, he's been doing enough lately at that critical age, that young age with his kids right now. It's like, you know, he wants to be close to home and uh, this makes total sense. He's the one who revealed Deathstroke, right? Yes, exactly. Yes. <laughs> 
that's not happening if he's not doing it for sure yeah i mean there's like like we said we said there's too many other circumstantial clues here uh we've had joe manganello we've had jeff bucus of time warner has said that as well jeremy irons uh, has said that you know it's stuff is happening this year uh when it comes to manganello and irons they said they were going to be filming in the spring so um you know people have to clear out their schedules to do this so (laughs) i I don't know how many times we have to keep saying this each week but it's like do not worry about this you know and i know most most of our listeners are probably not worried but you know for any new listeners that are just listening to us now uh, do not worry about this film i mean you know not saying it couldn't fall apart down the road but right now there's there's like nothing really indicating that there's any kind of real problems here all this excitement is just being brought about by clickbait headlines things are moving with this film be careful i mean clickbait headlines are clickbait for a reason because it draws your eye just think about what you're reading before freaking out over every little thing yeah and then we always say go back to the source Uh, in this case you know this is a guardian article i mean it's a long article but you can you can quickly find the you know relevant things when he talks to talks about the batman film and all that you always want to you know just kind of get a sense of what the context is of what he's talking about well moving back on to actually talking about batman v superman i really enjoy following larry fong on twitter yeah (laughs) because he loves to interact with the fans and actually what we're about to talk about today he's interacting with one of our twitter followers as well yeah uh the loop experience Mm -hmm. um i we've we've had conversations on twitter before but he he got talking to larry fong and fong was talking about you know fun fact um in the scene where you know superman swoops down and you know right as the batmobile is turning right before the batmobile bounces off superman zack snyder was the one holding the light that was simulating the headlights of the batmobile yeah (laughs) that is so that is so cool to know that yeah and this is i mean so the way zack snyder has kind of cameoed i I don't know if you'd call it cameo but i mean he he gets right in and gets involved he was actually the one that was waving uh, superman's cape in man of steel as he was climbing up out of that bank after he got thrown into that vault so little things like that and then that's where larry fong had kind of responded back to the loop experience and said you know zach's hand was the one that had actually picked up uh bruce's cell phone when he was down in that uh, underground fight club and uh, so it's these little funny things you know i mean (laughs) it's it's always it's always interesting to me how often these guys these directors get in there these little things like that oh the the the, the hand acting that, yes. that was Zach's that was Zach's hand acting <laughs> it was excellent acting I, I don't remember seeing that in the credits but you know <laughs> Okay, so moving on to some DC TV news. Uh, Greg Berlanti, uh, big congratulations to him for getting engaged to Robbie Rogers of the Major League Soccer team, the LA Galaxy. Um, Berlanti should be a name that everybody's familiar with. He's, you know, the top dog behind the DCCW, as well as a number of other projects like, you know, River, Riverdale and uh, uh, what's his other one? Blindspot, I think. Yeah, Blindspot. And then of- yeah, on NBC. Yeah, all the DCCW shows. Yep. And then Rogers is a uh, defender for the like I mentioned, LA Galaxy. So big, big congratulations to him. Um, I mean, that's fantastic news. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's good. Uh, so I mean, they kind of announced it. Uh, it was basically over New Year's Eve. Berlanti had actually posted the, the first message on Instagram, you know, to his fiance, and he said, uh, "2016 was memorable for many reasons. Uh, for me, it was a year that my heart doubled in size. Uh, first, when my son Caleb was born, and second, a few days ago when I got engaged to my soulmate. Uh, though I dreamed of both of those things happening, I'm not sure I truly believed that they were possible." Thanks to the friends and family who helped me find my way to this moment in my blessed life and a happy and healthy 2017 to all. So, so anyway, so that's that's uh, pretty cool. Hopefully, he doesn't get too distracted uh, with his uh, upcoming marriage.
marriage and married life and all that because we need to keep you know doing some uh, DC shows, especially Black Lightning. <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> well, speaking of new DC shows, we got a new image, a promo image for Powerless this week uh, via the Wrap from NBC, and we also got an actual official trailer. And unfortunately, I was not terribly impressed. Um, I, I know Britain wasn't because we talked about this on Twitter a couple of days ago. <laughs> yeah, when I saw you guys talking about it, I hadn't seen it yet. So I was like, oh, you know, I know both of you guys are a little bit low, you know, sour on it. And so I hadn't seen it yet. But uh, what were your thoughts, Brent? Um... I thought the original take on it being the insurance company to me just seemed more interesting. Uh, I will say I I saw the trailer twice. I listened to it a third time. So I I feel like I took in everything it had. Just something about it. Just I I don't know. I realize it's supposed to be a comedy, but I felt like I was watching a a parody of anything like a parody. I think it would have been great. But as what's supposed to be you know, an actual DC property, it it did not click with me. Let's put it that way. It felt forced. It felt very forced to me. And I didn't really laugh at any point in this trailer. The leaked trailer from the original pilot that was shot, I chuckled out loud at least two or three times. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing in this trailer that connected with me the same way that that original pilot did. Yeah, I, I think that's the problem, though, because that leaked trailer that we saw, and that's never been officially released by NBC or Warner Brothers TV. It was, uh, and in fact, uh, the whole premise of the show has been kind of soft rebooted since that trailer came out. And uh, that's where they went from the insurance company to Wayne, I guess, what do they call it? The Wayne... Uh, Wayne Security. Security, okay, yeah. So the that original trailer, if I remember right, was about a minute and a half long. It was a lengthy two one. Two minutes, yeah. yeah. It was like about two minutes long. So, I mean, this trailer that we're just talking about is, is a very short 30-second trailer and, and probably a good, like, three, four or five seconds of that is promoting when the show's on and what network is on. So, uh, there's not a whole lot in this trailer. And so, you know, when I heard your guys is, um, you know, you weren't really thrilled about this thing as compared to the first trailer we had. When I watched it, I was like, I was actually okay with it. You know, there weren't as many funny parts and that's just because, you know, it wasn't that long. Uh, what I thought was interesting about it was rather than really kind of focus in on the superhero side of it or like their reaction to superheroes, they really weren't necessarily touching on that. They were touching on kind of like the, the effects of the superheroes, you know, they were trying to make a device where somebody could be protected from what falling concrete or something. It was an umbrella. It was an umbrella. So, I mean, that part, uh, I kind of appreciated what they did in that little short clip, taking out the whole idea that it's even has anything to do with DC comics and just looking at that saying, it looks like another little quirky company comedy, which I'm actually okay with. What I hope the show actually becomes is that in and of itself and not being necessarily dependent on references to superheroes and things from DC Comics that they can just kind of get their own little rhythm and have like you know all that good chemistry and have like good office humor like that. I hope that's that's what they actually get because then they can throw in all the DC stuff and all the all the obscure references that only we're going to get and uh, and you know to me I think if that's what they're able to do I think the show will be more successful. I don't, I don't necessarily need to see the thing so heavily DC superhero focused like that original trailer was. Does DC have something like damage control from Marvel? What's that I, I'm unfamiliar with that. Do tell. Damage control from Marvel is basically the the crew that you almost never actually see who goes around repairing cities and stuff after all the major superhero battles. So I, I say cities, it's Marvel. They go around New York, repairing New York after it's been destroyed. And I felt like the original concept for this, with them being part of an insurance company, was kind of tied to that. You still kind of would able to get what you were talking about, Tim, with the you know superhero world, but not necessarily seeing the superheroes themselves, but the people who live in 
it. And this, for some reason, this just isn't working with me because I feel like if, okay, if Wayne was doing all this stuff, well, like the GCPD would have all of this equipment. Mm -hmm. And it, I, as soon as I start thinking about it in those terms of like, well, what would this mean for the DC universe of whatever Earth this would partake on? And it, it just falls apart for me. And I really, I really feel like unless this thing is absolutely ridiculous with the ratings immediately, NBC is going to can it because that network requires way too much from their shows to let anything go. And I, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm not impressed. You know, I try not to be super negative about stuff, but it, it just really left me cold. Let, let, I mean, let's be clear. This thing has an uphill battle no matter what. Uh, this is going to be very hard to break in and, and have a unique kind of comedy like this. I'm not expecting this thing to do extremely well. Why would they do it? If they want a comedy, why wouldn't they just do Booster Gold and Blue Beetle? They have heroic characters that fit with what DC is who are also comedic. Why Why shoehorn all these characters in who none of whom are anybody? Well, but I, I, I think I think there's a simple answer to that. I, I think Booster Gold and Blue Beetle, they have bigger plans. You got to remember now, this was something that uh, Greg Berlanti was rumored to actually be a director for, for a feature film. Not necessarily in the DCEU, but there was a rumor that he was going to be doing a feature film involving Booster Gold. So they're not going to, I think, go out of their way to start putting characters in different mediums just to potentially confuse people at this point. Well, and Kreisberg said for season three of Arrow that they were specifically told, no, you can't use Ted Kord. That's right. We have yeah. plans. Right. Yeah, because Brandon Routh was supposed to be Ted Kord. But it, it feels like somebody is just trying to force a DC show to have the DC logo appear on NBC. And I, I just don't understand why. You know, I never understood why Gotham was on Fox. There's a real explanation for that. Oh, I can explain that. That's that's all about, that's Batman 66. Yeah, that's Batman 66. No, no, I get that. But I mean, I never understood why Fox picked up a DC show when at that point, all the other DC shows were on the CW. Well, no, no let's explain it though. I mean, part of the agreement, Warner Brothers to be able to distribute the Batman 66 on DVD and Blu-ray was that Fox was going to be able to have the right of first refusal to do a Batman show on TV. Okay. And as long as, uh, and basically to allow Batman 66 merchandise, specifically the D- the DVDs and Blu-rays to continue to be sold, uh, Fox has to be able to retain their their television rights to the Batman franchise. Right. So now move that over to NBC. Is there something with NBC similar? Like... Yeah, but I mean, I don't think that extends to uh, references to Batman. I mean, we've had references to Batman on other shows. You know, I mean, some pretty vague. I mean, uh, we've had references to Batman on the CW. I mean, very vague, though. Yeah, absolutely. There's been a few of them. But I I don't understand why NBC is putting a DC version of what appears like they're trying... Well, before it appeared like they were trying to be like The Office or something. I I just don't get why... I don't understand why this show exists. Well, why not? I mean, because Marvel had damage control. And, you know, this is basically DC version of that and so you know why not try to beat marvel to the punch on it i mean let's be let's be real marvel's taken a lot of things that dc was kind of first at you know in the history of the the characters themselves and and they've beaten dc to the punch at it you know in the films in uh in cinema so you know why not uh you know why not take a shot you know with it i mean it's something new it's something unique you know when you're putting out 10 different shows from just one studio that are comic book related or you know that originate from either vertigo or dc i mean why not if you're going to do something new, why not to make sure it's something very different from what you've already been doing? I just want Constantine back. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> saying, I'm just sitting back here listening to all this conversation going, NBC, I just want Constantine back. That's, 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 I'm going to, I'm going to take my ball and go home. Well, there you go. So the, what they're, what's going to happen is this is going to, you know, air on Friday nights for 10, 12 weeks, and then it's going to get canceled. Yeah. That's, that's about what I expect to happen. I, 
I will say if I will probably try the first episode out despite my feelings about the trailer. Oh, I'm gonna wa- I'll watch every one of them. I'll I'll watch the whole thing even if I don't enjoy it. I'll still no, watch. No, don't the whole don't thing. be that person. No, no, I will be I that person that because person. I'm gonna enjoy all the references and the end jokes that they do because I mean that's that's what it for me as a fan being able to see that even if the show's not great I am still gonna get a lot out of it because I'm just gonna enjoy all that stuff uh, even if the comedy is not great you know because I mean this is stuff I've been doing my whole life you know I'm gonna know a lot of these little end jokes and and I'm gonna appreciate it so I mean me as a fan a longtime DC fan I mean this is I'm still gonna enjoy it it's gonna be one of these things where uh, if the show's not great it's gonna be like one of those you know a guilty pleasure yeah I I, I see where it could be a guilty pleasure and, and I will I will give it a shot I just I mean there's so many other shows related to comics in general DC specifically where we get all those references that uh, but you know what it's very possible that I'm not the target audience for this show and that and that's perfectly valid and so maybe it's going to be a wonderful show that I just don't watch or maybe it's going to be a wonderful show that does click with me after I watch an episode or so and I mean we'll find out because I, I am going to try it yeah well like I said you know I'm, I'm you know I'm going to remain hopeful that it's good you know uh, I'm not expecting that it's a sh- it's not a shoe and bunny means I mean, you know and i think it's probably likely to not succeed unfortunately but uh you know i'm hopeful i'm hopeful um, I'll, I'll get something out of it me personally and then i'm hopeful just in general that they do well i mean you know they're investing money in it and i hope uh, i hope they're successful with it i don't ever want to see i don't want to see a dc and i'm gonna say or a marvel property i don't want to see comic book properties fail no definitely not because when they succeed when one of them succeeds i do believe that you know kind of reverberates around and as a whole you know as a fan of genre television that it's good for all of us right so we got one last thing i want to cover today before we have to call it quits here uh, brent now so this is a little bit of dc comics news and dc had dominated last week's bestseller list and uh, this is a story from bleeding cool and i think what's most interesting about this whole deal is we still see that rebirth is doing very well Uh, i've very much been enjoying rebirth uh you know i'm trying to keep up as best i can here but uh what i liked about this article is they actually went and talked to a bunch of different retailers and so so it looks like they got about eight different retailers from around the nation and they kind of wanted to find out what the word was on the street of like how you know how DC and Marvel are kind of doing here with with comic sales and there's a lot of really interesting quotes here and what I like about this the most is it it brings in the voice of these distributors of comics and kind of letting them know what you know what are they hearing on the ground and so uh, I'm going to rattle off a few of these quotes that some of these guys said first one was uh, DC Rebirth continues to sell to new fans and returning fans and casual fans so it's it's been it's continued to be successful with DC. Uh, it hasn't faded away. He says that longtime customers seem to be enjoying DC a lot more these days with what they've done. So, and I think that makes sense. The strategy that DC took is said, hey, let's really focus in on the stuff that we know people like and uh, kind of double down on that. So it seems like that's worked. Well, and that comment about the long-term customers, that was even referring to longtime Marvel customers seem to be enjoying DC a lot more these days. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which I thought was interesting. Yeah. And then the second one uh, was saying that Marvel has some major issues to look over when it comes to pricing content and who's actually buying their books. Mm-hmm. And this was a point I think I can't remember if I brought it up a couple of weeks ago or whether it was on it was on air or not. But that Civil War was being outsold by second and third tier DC image and indie books, and that people are not supporting these overpriced events. And the retailers felt like that it was going to take a 
less books, better books, cheaper books look at things from Marvel to get back in the number one spot. And in my mind, it's like, that's what Rebirth was. Right. They cut down on the number of titles. They tried to produce better quality books with fewer of them. And all the books are $2.99, with the exception of All-Star Batman. One thing to point out there, they cut down on the number of titles, but they increased the frequency of a number of them. Yeah. No, and and that that is true. Of course, I like those books, so I'm the beneficiary of that. Yeah, it's a super smart strategy. But I think that's the point, though, is that you're talking, and I think I've, and I've said this before, you're talking to a guy who bought every issue of every New 52 book, good, bad, and ugly. And I like the fact that by double shipping the good books mm-hmm. and just having fewer of them, I don't have those books that I'm going, okay, I'll get to that one eventually. And yeah. I just like whip through it really fast. It's like every book, almost every book now is something that I want to spend my time with. It has meaning, right? I mean, that was the thing with New 52, I remember. I mean, you know, I, I appreciated what they were doing with in some aspects with New 52 is they were, they were trying to throw some new things out there to see if anything stuck. And the problem is most of those things did not stick because, you know, there's only so much entertainment money to go around anymore. And I think that's kind of like what DC learned from that lesson is, you know, when they would put out different things like uh, like they had the book Voodoo from New 52. I mean, it was just not going to be a big seller. And uh, so they, they spent all that time and energy putting that thing out there and, and it was just inevitably going to fail. And so now they said, well, why are we wasting our time doing that? Let's just put, you know, let's put two Batman books out a month and all that. And, you know, you know, you have a guaranteed audience that wants to read that stuff. So it, it really makes a lot more sense uh, from, you know, the downside of it is that you don't, you're not taking these, these creative chances anymore as much as you used to. And, uh, but I, I expect that they're still going to do that. It just won't be to the magnitude that they try to do with New 52. You know, I, the New 52 didn't click with me as a whole. It's, it had its great moments and it had what to me were a lot of lows, but Rebirth has just been like great book after great book after great book. And they've mm-hmm. done a really good job of blending the New 52 characters that were successful with, you know, other takes on the characters. So getting the pre-Flashpoint Superman, for example, and having him team up with the New 52 takes on Wonder Woman and Batman in the Trinity book, and it's working. And it, it these definitely, I feel like, are just saying, okay, we're going to take what was great about this era, what was great about that era, jam them all together, and it's just coming out great. And at the same time, Marvel seems to just be in a slump as a whole. There are individual things about Marvel that I'm really excited about, but as a whole, Marvel just seems to be on this big downtick while DC is just, just nailing it. Well, I think the deal was with Rebirth, and I had this conversation with the owner of my local comic book shop who is a Marvel zombie, and he admits that. And the thing, though, for Rebirth was was they made it a Jeff Johns was able to step in and stop you know Jim Lee and Dan Didio from trying to hit a reboot button again and saying no let's go in a different direction but let's make it part of the story mm-hmm. like the, the idea that that time was stolen and that there was some outside force that's causing all this to happen they they focused on the story and I think that's what a lot of these Rebirth books do they focus on the characters they focus on the stories and they're getting them right and so we want to read this stuff and some of them feel like character like what new 52 maybe lost for 
for some people. Rebirth is able to go, you know, I never jive with the New 52 Superman. Uh, I will admit that. But getting pre-Flashpoint Superman, and there's like, God, this feels like Superman again. Right there. Right. That, w- that was me talking right there. Yeah. But the rest of the book, you know, when you have like Jeff Johns' Justice League or Scott Snyder's Batman, those those were books that like, whenever they came out, those were the first books I read because they just were always clicking mm-hmm. every time they came out. Yeah. And I just feel like they've been able to transfer some of that to a wider swath of books, and that's why Rebirth is being so successful. Mm-hmm. Couldn't agree more with everything you guys are saying. I mean, that's kind of how I felt about it. I mean, I, I liked uh, New 52 for um, the wide variety of, of titles, but in the end, you know, I, I was exactly like what you said, Scott. You know, there wasn't like there wasn't like every single title I want to read like it is now. It was like some that are like I would just let sit there for a while and then I'd eventually get to them. And, and I think that's the big difference. And they just kind of figured out how to kind of zero in on that. It's basically mainline that enthusiasm with the DC fan. Yeah, for example, during the New 52, I liked all the books related to the Green Lantern and the other other Spectrum Warriors. And we have less books now than we did then. Yeah. But these two books that we have, Green Lanterns and How Jordan and the GLC, they're better. Mm-hmm. And they're just, both of them are just so good. And I'm like, as a fan of the whole Lantern concept, I, at the time, I absolutely loved getting so many different books, the Sinestro books and Red Lanterns, you know. But on top of the Green Lantern books that we were already getting, but these are just so good. And they still have elements of those that were working. The Sinestro Corps is still very much involved, for example, but it's not split out in its own book. And they're just, they're combining all these different elements back into single stories. And they're just, they're just doing such an amazing job with it. Yeah. It is so much more focused. That I think is the word there. They, they focused what they wanted to do with their franchise characters. Yeah. And they're getting a better product from it. Yeah. And then on top of it, I mean, they, they're doing a great job of slowly leading up to, you know, where the story is going to go. In fact, you know, that was one of the things Jeff Johns had tweeted about uh, that he was going to be doing some more writing for DC Comics this year. So, I mean, I assume that to be something along the lines of, you know, continuing this Watchmen story. Well, because certainly the tweet had a picture of Dr. Manhattan. Right. I mean, it, a lot of people speculate it's probably going to be like a sequel book to Rebirth. That's exactly what I think it is. Right. Yeah. And I like the small little subtle hints they've been doing. And I haven't, you know, I'm not fully caught up. So there's a lot I haven't seen yet, but I've been, I've been seeing little bits and pieces are, are slowly getting out there about uh, um, Dr. Oz and uh, Dr. Oz. Mr. <laughs> Mr. Oz. Or... Yeah. yeah, Mr. Oz and all that. So, uh, you know, you're getting some of that stuff out there right now. And I, I really like that kind of slow burn. I really do. I've heard, because I haven't read it yet, I've heard Titans number six is a huge yes. rebirth tie-in. Yeah. Man, I don't know. So this is this is all good news for DC. I'm I'm really happy to see that this wasn't just kind of like a flash in a pan. That it seems like it's 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 got some momentum continuing on with it. So it kind of shows that you know from a from a business standpoint, they really did a smart thing here with Rebirth. So so I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of wanting to wrap this thing up so we can get to reading some DC. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting all pumped up right now thinking about it. Absolutely. Well, guys, that is that is it for this week's podcast. We want to thank you so much for listening, and you hope you enjoyed the. Show show and our discussion and thank you to brent for joining us this week yeah thanks for letting me you know come back in and inviting me so i didn't have to just barge in like i was planning on <laughs> you could barge in at any time i mean because i i don't have to answer that call so <laughs> if you are truly barging at a time we don't want you then um, you know i'll just pretend like i don't hear you <laughs> good point i mean i do know your <laughs> recording schedule so yes that is true that is true <laughs> 
So anyway, yeah. So guys, um, if you you know if, if you want to reach out to us, the uh, easiest way and the quickest way for us because we're all busy guys is just reach us on Twitter at Suicide Squadcast. And you know if you want to reach me personally on Twitter, I'm at Alan Fire. And how about you guys? At Scott DC twenty seven as always. And I'm at Real underscore Brintac. And the DC TV Squadcast is just at DC TV Squadcast. Yeah. So and uh, Brent, I got to ask you, when are you going to get rid of your underscore? Um, I, I, why? <laughs> What's wrong with my underscore? Because you always have to say three syllables to say underscore (laughs) it's a podcast we say lots of syllables (laughs) that is true that is true uh so if you guys also if you want to reach out to us on email you can reach us at suicide squadcast at gmail.com and so we answer all tweets and emails and we have a lot of fun interacting with you guys so please don't hesitate to reach out to us now we do have some itunes reviews to read this week but before we get to that i want to say thank you to no more nazis for getting in touch with us for being one of our winners last week we have gotten your email and we will be in touch shortly about getting that book out to you. However, I am not aware, unless Tim is going to come and correct me on air, but I do not believe we've heard from uh, GSIN87 yet. I have not, no. So, GSIN87, please uh, get in touch with us about what uh, DC trade paperback value of $15 or less you'd be interested in, or uh, if you're not aware, we do eventually give it to somebody else. That's just, it's, it's how we roll. So, please, please get in touch with us. So, we've got four reviews to read this week. Who wants to get started? Uh, I'll take the first one. Uh, This comes from ALATX. Is that something from your state? I, you know, I was wondering. I have no, I, I would assume the AL was Alabama, but I have no idea what the ATX is. Okay. Um, anyway, it's from uh, ALATX, and it's titled Best Podcast to Get My DC News. These guys are the best in giving your DC news. Very informed and professional. I am a newer listener, and the first time I listened to them, I was instantly hooked. I look forward every week to see what these guys have to say about what's new in the DCU. Thanks, guys, and keep up the awesome work. Thank you. The next one comes from Mark Murph, titled love your podcast and he he just shortened to the point keep up the nerd talk cheers mark and <laughs> yeah what more do you need yes oh look he has an underscore too tim yeah. see underscores making a comeback <laughs> and i didn't read it so maybe it's optional so yeah okay i don't know uh, our third one is comes from teller 919 called holy amazing podcast batman as a lifelong batman and dc comics fan i have never listened to a more in-depth insightful and compelling podcast than the fellows at suicide Squadcast. well you need to l- listen to a few more like we can we can recommend <laughs> Some. Uh, they break down all the week's news in such positive and equal viewpoints that any fan can enjoy. Although I came to this party late, it's quickly becoming my most anticipated podcast. Thank you for the great work. Well, we thank you for listening and finding us. Yes, thank you so much. Uh, okay, and the last one was from The Dark Bat 24. Awesome DC podcast. I love this podcast. You guys do a great job of informing without being cheesy. Um, he must not have heard all our um, episodes. Have you listened to our show? <laughs> <laughs> and you and the other two channels i listen to as well you guys got a great thing going on and i'm hooked thank you so much for that and uh thanks for also acknowledging uh the great work that uh you know brent and ray and chris and jordan are doing on the other two podcasts in our network so now guys that leaves us two away from the next giveaway so if you feel like we deserve it leave us a positive written review on itunes and you will automatically be entered into this giveaway and uh so we give away a, a dc trade paperback 15 dollars or less uh for every 10 written reviews that we get so like i said we're only two away and, an act, and actually, we're only two away from reaching 200 reviews. 
Well, 200 ratings. Two, yeah, 200, 200 reviews. Well, yeah, 200 ratings and reviews. So I can't so, yeah. believe it. Can you can believe 200? I, I, I'm going to dance a little bit of a jig when I see that on our <laughs> iTunes account. Yeah. Well, let's set a goal for 1,000 next. How about that? <laughs> that <laughs> a little ways ago. <laughs> a little ways ago. All right. Well, that's it, guys. Um, you know, we had a blast. And thanks again also for you, Brent, coming in. Uh, missed talking to you. Missed having you on the show. But we knew you were pretty busy getting your own thing going here. So, But anyway, so that's it for this week, guys. And... Uh, you know, most of all, you know, I'm glad we got to talk a little bit about DC Comics, and we just want to remind you to make sure you go out and read some DC, fellas. Bye, guys. See you later. Brent, look, I, I, okay, look, I, I feel like I need to explain myself a little bit more about this this underscore thing. So, I mean, you, you, when you have your Twitter handle, it's at, and then it's the word real, and then you have Brentak, but you have that thing under there. Underwear. <laughs> I just made you say underwear. <laughs> oh, God, screw you. Just how drunk are you right now, Brent? <laughs> I, I don't drink. Uh, I, I can never I can never be on beer with geeks because I I'm drinking water. No, um, it's, a, it's a good thing you don't. <laughs> All right, should we blow up underscores or not? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like Brent's here. We have to blow him up for something. Oh, of course. it has been an awfully long time since I've been blown up. Um, so it's either that or. Um, what was the other thing I was just thinking of that kind of annoyed me? Um, you can't blow me up again, Tim, honestly. I know.